we got it <laughs> no more freak accident bullshit we've got this oh i'm not banking shit on shit <laughs> oh shit i needed that can pop welcome back to the jojatorium well i think number two whenever uh it was we found the the German Scheiser porn. Let's not lie to each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's what yeah, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. <laughs> Got right in front of you. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys. And the only squid game that we can remember is one, two, three, chug. So the husband and wife dynamo over at First Sit Brew Box had to link up with the first lady of brews to bring you the essential spooktober shirt that you need. It's alive in the October Brew Box when Dankenstein takes over your t-shirt collection with blood curdling bouts of terror and hops. Head on over to firstsitbrewbox.com to get your shirt or just get the entire October Spooktacular package just in time to scare the living hell out of the craft beer nerd in your life. Don't forget to follow First Sit Brew Box on all social media to see what they're bringing you up for next month. Just make sure you tell them the boys sent you. So, Adam, we're back. I think we figured things out. We had to take a quick pause. We had to come back. I think we've got it. We're falling in line with our brethren over at Hop Nation. We're fighting through the technical difficulties that bring you the episodes that you want. Even if we have to record it two or three times. <laughs> so from Buckle the Bell, the boys bring you the best wrestling news in the biz. And the wrestling news is none. All the ratings suck. No good cards are coming up. They're going to battle it out on Friday night. And it's just a pissing contest to see who can do second place to hockey. And that's everybody. Uh, yeah. The only thing that I think is going to happen that I'm probably going to go back and watch, and thank God it's on YouTube, is uh, Daniel, or I almost did it again, the American Dragon taking on the Murder Grandpa. Uh, so that's going to be a good one. I'm just going to use their nicknames. But I'm going to go watch that later on tonight when we're done with this. Yeah. But before we get into that, it's round one. You brought beers. Put them together. Got round one beers. What do we got, Adam? Yeah, so this week on the podcast, we have uh, Collaboration Week. Um, our first collab collaboration is coming off of the Three Rivers Craft Beer Festival here in Pittsburgh, where the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild and the Asheville Brewers Guild got together and made a wonderful 5.9% pale ale. Um, it is called the 476 Appalachian Pale Ale. And it was, like I said, it was between the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild and the Asheville Brewers Association. And they took some malt from the Riverbend Malt House down in Asheville, took some malt from the CNC Maltster, CNC malts up in Butler here in Pennsylvania, combined them together, hopped them beautifully, and we have this uh, bright citrusy pale ale to try. So right off the bat, I can tell you that this thing, it, it, it you know, they're saying it's going to be very uh, citrus and fruit forward. And I can tell you right now, my first sip, 100% accurate. This thing is fruity to a T in, in a good way, though. It's nice and balanced. I mean, it comes in at 5.9%, so it's not quite crushable, but it's actually it's not going to be knocking your socks off in the first couple cans. This thing has a great 
just dankness to it. It's just, it's just a good all around uh, a pale ale. I love this thing. And if you want to find out what's happening with uh, CNC malt or Three Rivers Bre- uh, Beer Week, which was fantastic, by the way. Um, if you want to check out some cool pictures from that fest, to check out uh, like Hello Brutiful or uh, the Pittsburgh Beer Douche or our friends over at First at Brew Box, uh, Sammy and Dennis are always out there taking some fantastic photos. Yeah, I hit. A, I was guilty of hitting a few events up with uh, the First Sip Brew Box, First Sip Studios couple themselves. And somehow you make it out alive. I don't know how barely, you do it. Barely. Lots of recovery time <laughs> the next day. That's how I do it. Lots of naps. So, like I said earlier, we don't have any wrestling news really to get into. Maybe we'll sprinkle something in here or there. But I got to ask you, Adam, we were talking about before. But what are you thinking about squid game right now i'm loving it um i think it's a really interesting show uh it's dark so i like it um i still have two episodes left though so i'm not completely all the way through it but i doubt they'll disappoint me Um, i will tell you that the guy who got through the whole thing that the last two episodes are going to just blow your mind good yes that's what i wanted to hear Absolutely. And the thing about it that I'm liking so much is that it is a very dark show, but it has all these bright, vibrant colors. So it's like slamming a childhood memory into like a dark nightmare and just slamming them together like Battle Royale style. It's pretty, it's fucking awesome, man. I'm really digging this show. Yeah, I would, I would expect nothing different from a Korean like horror thriller series or movie. Like it's always that weird combination that just hits me in the right spot i think too the one thing that i like that's kind of weaved all the way through this is the multiple levels of deception there's deception from the people who run the game to the contestants within the contestants with the guards and the contestants uh like alliances forming and all these different manipulations going on at the same time all because you just have what was it 456 different derelict people that are down their luck looking for what uh, I quickly googled to be about 40 million dollars. And don't forget, there's a little light anthrocon play in there too, so it's all it's it's all involved. They're just touching all the bases, and it makes this show so entertaining. But I got to ask you, Adam, since that we when we grew up, we were playing all of these games in our childhood. Of course, we weren't playing any of the Korean games. I don't think I played. I mean, Doki is kind of like Pogs. I played a lot of Pogs when I was a kid. But if you could take one of the childhood games that you played and make it a squid game, what would it be? Yeah, I think I think the most glaring one that's being left out, at least for us American children in our history, they need some sort of deadly dodgeball game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, the first game ever to be deemed, uh, was it like antisocial? That was the first one that all like the soccer moms came for in gym class. Like, no more dodgeball. My kid's getting picked on. Yeah. Learn how to throw a ball, duck, dodge, dodge, duck. All the, well, Tipper I don't know. Gore, Tipper Gore and her Legion of Karens came after that gym activity first. God damn it, Tipper. Why couldn't you just work on the internet with your husband? Would have been way cooler if you would have. First, you tried to take down NWA, and then you went after dodgeball. You bitch. <laughs> so I was thinking, too, if I had to take one of the games, I know I played a ton when I was a kid. You ever play that? Um, it's like hallway hockey, so you'd take like a quarter or a nickel, and like one of your friends would be on the one side of the hall, and we and you'd be on the other side. You try to like flick it past each other like a hockey puck, but you have to like use your hands to stop the coin. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it like that, but like put razor blades on it or something. And if you can't take it anymore, it's almost like the Russian slap contest. Like you can only go so far until you can't take anymore, then you're fucking out. So like, yeah. Yeah, we well, we played like a hockey version of that, and then we played just straight up bloody knuckles as well, which was <laughs> brutal. So yeah, I think either of those would work. Like young boys do the dumbest fucking things. Like, hey man, put your hand on the table. I got this unsharpened pencil. Let me whack the shit out of your knuckles and see how much you can take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they compete for forty million dollars, and like I said, forty million dollars American. So when they, uh, I think I'm like everybody else. So whenever they said, you know, all oh, the winner gets so many won, I was probably one of a bajillion people to be like how much is this in american dollars because as i started typing it into google it was i like just typed in how much is like how much is this much won into american dollars it's like very uh predictive there google like yes but i have to i want to say that not everybody wants to just win money so adam instead of 40 million dollars which we could do everything we want to do with 40 million dollars right now what would you compete for what would motivate you to be in a squid game to the death? So it's it's something that would motivate me to live through this? Live or just be like, well, if I have to go, it'd be cool to know that if I didn't go, I'd get that. I don't you'd have to like threaten my like dog, my wife, my friend. Like it would have to be loved ones. In that, that order? Playing to save. No, wife and dog <laughs> together friends and loved ones together <laughs> um because i mean other than that i'm just not i don't know at some point i'd just break and i'd just be like you know what sometimes dead is better and you know i'm gonna piece off this blue marble real quick <laughs> or it, i guess into this blue marble real quick yeah let's say you're, you're definitely going into you get to feed worms i think i don't know i think i'm gonna get crispied i'm gonna be a crispy boy at the end the thing the the beers i avoid will be the thing i become uh oh, man. yeah definitely loved ones i mean if always the fate of the people that you love the most are on the line you're definitely going to fight for them but like honestly if i'm getting into the squid game i by then hopefully my wife has wised up and she's left me and, and has taken the kids and they can't find them so i'm just going to be in there just a drunken sloppy fat mess just trying to figure out how to play red light green light as best i possibly fucking can Lifetime of Twinkies. <laughs> yeah, like that, that honeycomb thing, they're all licking the, the, the shapes. I'm just in there, like, just trying to eat them. <laughs> like, do we get sake in between games? Can I get hammered, please? <laughs> I, think, I, I think I'd fuck that game up real quick because, like, I wouldn't listen to the rules and I'd just eat it real quick and be like, hey, I won the eating contest. Done. <laughs> I love candy. That was an easy one, guys. Like, the, the guys who do the, um, the rubik's cubes like you hurt to fuck with it and shove it in your mouth and just slam your hands on the table like done <laughs> just shove it in my mouth and say fuck you triangle face what's next <laughs> uh, you gonna finish yours what about you you gonna finish yours <laughs> i'm going for the high score God, i don't know man i i would want something just i mean probably money if anything but it'd be something ridiculous like give me a i don't know like an irock or something not even oh, a corvette I- yeah, I mean, money money rules everything. Uh, what are you in the Wu Tang Clan now? Dollar dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> so, yeah, like not much. Like you'd have to threaten me emotionally for me to play for anything other than a huge amount of cash. Yeah, I could agree with that. 
But then let's just say it was for the cash. Do you think you could survive Squid Game? Nah. Again, <laughs> sometimes that is better. So you've watched. Because you know, money doesn't solve everything, or so they say. I bet you I could fucking solve a lot of problems with a couple million dollars. I was already saying, there was a study that came out that said, like, if you earn annually like $79,000 a year, that that solves most like emotional issues if you're spending it the right way. 79,000. Well, I'm spending too much money on beer, clearly. <laughs> same, same. I was about 100 pounds lighter and I had more money in my pockets, that's for sure. Before I fell in love with this mean mistress known as craft beer. But like we watched so many episodes of this. What game do you think you're dying at? Um, if I could make it far enough, I would definitely die at the glass bridge. Yeah. For sure. Like uh, my uh, I don't even know if I'd fall through the floor. I'd die of a heart attack just even thinking about it. Like, I think red light, green light, I could do. Then what did they do after that? Uh, it was so it was the docky to get in, and then it was red light, green light, and then it was the the shapes. I could do that. I could, and then they part. Oh, the tug of war, I could do that. Yeah, tug I, of war, I could do. Then they had to kill their partner with marbles. I could definitely yes. kill a senile old man with some marbles. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so glass bridge. That's where I go out. I think. You can ascend the glass bridge. Murdering an old man is no problem, but that glass bridge is where it's like, nah, bro, yeah. good. I'll, I'll help him change his pee-pee pants, but then I'll freaking kill him in the next game. <laughs> so I'm going to let you know right now because I have terrible balance, number one, and I'm a thick man that probably red light, green light takes me out off the rip. Like running full blast forward and trying to stop on a dime is not going to happen with me. I'm going to fall forward. Something's going to jiggle. That robot's going to go, oh, Fetso. It's twofold for you. You're going to blow an ACL and get shot in the head. <laughs> ow, ow. <laughs> Why don't you fucking do this stupid game? It just hurts you, it just kills you in the end. <laughs> so. We were also talking about something else here, Adam, where you and I are, are fans of horror movies of all different kinds of ilk. And we were talking about B-movies a couple episodes ago. And we had talked about the VHS uh, anthology series and VHS 94 came out. Uh, and all I have to say is, hail Ratma. Yeah, Ratma was impressive. In, in, in canon for B-movie horror, it was a great little... Uh, part of the anthology i guess i would say yeah absolutely uh am i i will say that 94 was really cool i think that the only downfall to vhs 94 was probably the ending wasn't a big fan of the last segment but i thought they started off with an absolute banger in ratma so like and if, if you haven't watched yet spoiler alert uh old urban legend a reporter and a cameraman go into like some old sewage drains and they try to find rat man who's supposed to be like a homeless guy or, or like some kind of like zoo zoo cryptical yeah like uh, an urban legend sort of yeah thing. much like mothman or something like that or sasquatch and uh they encounter just some derelict people and the first guy that like smiles at them and has that little bit of like what we later find out to be acid just like dripping down his mouth scared the shit out of me he had like two lines and a creepy ass smile. And I was like, I'm fucking in. I like this shit. Yeah, that was a great first segment to kick it off. And then they, it was well balanced all the way through. I will say like, yeah, I agree with you. The last 
uh, segment of it, and then the ending of like the overarching story were both a little flat. Yeah, yeah. I think all entertaining. Like none of it was bad. It was just it ended on a low note. I would agree with that because I thought Ratmo was so cool that I was like, if this is the bar they're setting, everything's got to be so awesome. And then it did like it like plateaued and then kind of went down a little bit. I mean, the vampires, the vampires were like a cool idea, like trying to make it like a weapon. But uh. well, I liked for 94 that it was there because like Waco happened, the Oklahoma City bombing happened. Like I liked everything except the payoff. Like it was, I mean, not to spoiler alert too much, but like, yeah, I thought it was set up very well. And I, I was completely invested in it. And then it just fell a little flat compared to everything else that was presented i mean well speaking of the other ones that are presented so now we have vhs vhs2 vhs viral and now vhs94 so where where do you stack 94 up in that in the four uh in total i I would have to watch vhs1 again um but i would say 94 goes into the second or third spot i i would put uh vhs2 at top probably the original and second 94 and third and then virals definitely last yeah i can agree with you 100 that viral is last i just think that it had too many weird little holes in it that wasn't too wasn't too into it it was still pretty cool but i, I don't know it got like vhs is supposed to be campy and it's supposed to be gritty and once they kind of went towards that viral side of it i think it lost that like grainy tape like right and then the, with the digital it just seems cheesy for the sake of being cheesy instead of like for nostalgia i don't yeah it just it played wrong and i just don't remember enough of vhs to like say if that was better than 94 like they're they're pretty much tied for a second for me i'd, I'd really have to watch them like back to back and pick one but i'd also agree with you too that vhs2 is the one that i remember the most it is it was solid all the way through just banger after banger uh, like and there's like four different stories throughout with the story arc over the whole thing right it was really, really that one, i think my least favorite in vhs2 was the last one yeah the the crescendo to the end yeah and then like usually there's always like some kind of like i said overarching story that has to be solved near the end and right. i thought vhs2 had a good one i enjoyed yeah. that um I... do you have a favorite vhs segment out of all four of them yeah, from uh, VHS 2, the safe haven, the Indonesian cult. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it was directed by, I'm going to guess, without trying to offend anybody, an Indonesian man, Timo Tahanto and Gareth Evans. Um, and it, <laughs> One is easier than the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my super European tongue cannot get the first one very well. But... Um, it was an awesome movie. It was mostly in Indonesian language. So the subtitles made it creepy, just knowing what he was saying with such passion in Indonesian, the, the cult leader. Um, and it follows this cult that kind of brings in kids and some adults. And it looks like it's just some kind of wacko religious cult at first. And then it spot like as the the episode or the segment spins through. It turns into like, oh, it's a death pact cult. Ooh, this is creepy. This is getting violent. This is getting gory. And then it goes from that to like possessed zombie demon hybrid people coming back from death. 
and I'm like, okay, this is getting better. And they're they're eating people, they're eating the living that weren't in the cult. Like, okay, this is cool. And then it ends with a Baphomet type demon blasting out of a pregnant woman's stomach and chasing the final guy yeah. through the compound. And it's yeah, it's phenomenal. And then it ends with him like the the guy gets in a car wreck and he's pinned under the car, and the Baphomet demon comes up above him and just goes. Papa, <laughs> and it, it just made me laugh and the imagery was cool all the camera work was cool you got many different points of vision because it was all shot on vhs style tape made to look vhs it, it might have even been shot to film and then put on vhs for the for the release i don't know it, it looks incredible though I would say, too, the one thing I really liked about that one is that they were able to pack, like, it was, like, 20 minutes long, maybe a little over 20 minutes long, but it was, like, they packed, uh, like, a love triangle and a possible pregnancy and a possession and a demon birth and uh, a mass suicide and a resurrection of a cult all in the same 20 minutes. I was like, this is fucking insane. How are they doing all of this? (laughs) you get through like this rush of action and like my first reaction was like oh i want a full-length feature of this segment i want 90 minutes of this then you like breathe take a couple sips of beer and you're like you know what i don't think it would work i think it needs to be like you said 20 25 minutes hit all the points as quick not as quick as you can but at the same speed you did and i think it just ends perfectly at that length to be honest I'd agree with that. Um, if I had to pick a favorite one too, I'd say it's the uh, the, the boys night out one with the succubus. I always forget what the hell it's called. But VHS was, one? Uh, yeah, it's in VHS one. Amateur night. Amateur night. Thank you very much. It has a guy who looks like a very skinnier version of me wearing glasses that look a lot like mine, a touch thicker. But he's like the he's like the nerdy dude of the group, and they have the the spy camera like right in the middle. And it's like, all right, man, I want you to watch me rail coke and drink and try to rub on chicks inappropriately at bars. And we're going to try to fuck one of them. And you're going to watch, man, because you got a camera on your face. Yeah. So the whole time you're like, I hope that guy dies somehow. Somehow I want that guy to fucking die. So, of course, like the nerdy kid is constantly hanging out with these. Like one dude's like that super ultra wannabe alpha jock douchebag. The other guy's like his lackey. Like anything Chad says, Derek's going to go, oh, totally, dude. No way. These girls totally want to fuck you. So they hit on two extremely attractive women and, and uh, have them in the back of their car. They're like railing coke and they're just trying to like talk them into getting into some kind of, uh, you know, some adult activity back at their twin bed, two twin bed uh, hotel room. <laughs> back that red roof in. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, all right, Stuart, just keep looking at me with his glasses, bro. You're in this, right? You're in this, right? <laughs> He's like, I guess so. What the fuck is happening right now? So the first girl passes out. And then the jock guy goes after the, it's another woman who's uh, like pale, like paler skin, with, like dark, beautiful, dark hair. And she's like, look, yeah, oh, dude. And then she's looking at the nerdy guy going like, like, help me. Like, please help me. I like you. Help me. And before you know it, all hell breaks loose. That girl goes apeshit. She pulls uh, the jock guy like up out of the bed and slams on the other side. And you can just see blood splattering and you can hear uh, flesh tearing off. 
Uh, and then at, somehow the nerdy kid with the glasses comes around the other side. And he's looking and you can see that the sucky, and you can tell it's a succubus now, is like wrenching her hand around the dude's uh, crotch. And she's able to like melon ball out his whole package and throw it towards him. And it's, like, it's one of my favorite parts because that dude with the glasses on, he like, I would scream. I, I don't know how else he do. He's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> just like this splatter. It's like lasagna just hit right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, she definitely ends up being some sort of like uh, succubus, siren, demon hybrid thing, which is sick looking. It was a great makeup job. Yeah. Great and then at the end, is she, does she like grab onto the dude with the glasses and like fly off of them? Yeah, because he he like successfully was able to break away from. There was a really tense uh, tense scene too. Whenever he falls down the steps and he hurts yes. his ankle, yes. he's like, "Oh man, I don't know." And you like see her like wirely crawl down the steps and get in his face, and her and her face is split open because like her, I guess her facade is breaking. Right. Yeah. Somehow he gets back up and he's able to like kind of hobble away and he's screaming for help, like knocking on windows. And you just hear, and just he gets picked up and the glasses are like you hear the wind whipping he looks down and he can see like her claws are dug into his rib cage to like, hold them up and taking him to go do whatever the hell suck you by do with men that they've captured with their talons i have no idea <laughs> i know suck you by are supposed to like trick you into some sexual acts and then kill you somehow but this guy already has she's revealed herself to him so i don't know if it goes all the way past that and she just eats him I don't, I don't know and we never find out that's probably me in a horror movie by the way i'm probably the nerdy guy much thicker i would say and i'm You're gonna no way <laughs> <laughs> totally the jock bro look at these muscles man i'm i'm deceivingly strong but i look like i wouldn't be that's the problem if I if I worked on it, I could match my strength with looks. <laughs> but yeah, if I was in a horror movie, I'm definitely the nerdy guy that they slam the glasses on, like, watch me, watch me throw dick, bro. Just come hang out with me, watch me hit this shit real quick. It's gonna be dope, bro. Or I'd be a final girl, just because they always get to do cool shit at the end of the movies when they survive. They either like take the villain out with some like spectacular bloodstream or they survive like a bolt like an explosion or something cool so either kill me as a nerdy guy or let me be a final girl and do like one of the cool like evil dead remake reign of blood scenes that's oh, what i want to do go. there you go that that is a killer scene or you like hobble into an old pickup truck in texas and drive away from Leatherface for what you think is safety then all of a sudden you're or my or my favorite you get that chainsaw and you're up on some mystic mountain spinning around screaming your head off (laughs) lick my plate you dog dick you you could you could uh you could pull that off well i think i would like to have the opportunity to try that's for sure (laughs) what about you man if you were in a horror movie who would you be oh i'd be the well we're saying like starring in the movie or like my character traits. It could be real life if you want to be. Oh, uh, if it's real life, I'm probably the first guy that's dying. <laughs> but if I was like cast in a movie, I'd want to be the killer. Oh yeah. I just don't want to be like, uh, I'm the killer. I want to kill people <laughs> in real life. Cause that's not really it. And I, I just think when I watch a horror movie, I always root for the villain. For the yeah. most part. So, 
that's kind of where where I go. So I know you're like a in real life. I'd die real quick. Oh yeah, for sure. I think if we had to pick though, if there was a two of us in like a haunted house situation in a horror movie, which one of us dies first, me or you? Me, I, I can tell you exactly who I would be. Uh, Freddy versus Jason, the stoner kid that gets like high with the Freddy caterpillar. I'm that <laughs> guy, but instead of weed, it's beer. Yeah, whiskey and end of story. <laughs> I get drunk with Freddy and I die, but I don't even know it. I, I'm like having a good time. It's fine. It's a good way to go. Then you end up being one of those meatballs on his pizza that he picks out with his claw and just like wow. I'd I'd gladly be his meatball. <laughs> I think uh I think that I I mean if there's only two of us in the movie, I think you definitely die first, only because you could be tricked with booze. I think I die second because I'm not fast enough, strong enough, smart enough, or cunning enough to outsmart any horror villain, no matter what it is. Leprechaun to Ghostface. I can't outsmart any of them. You could outrun the leprechaun. He's got them tiny little legs. Yeah, but he like teleports. He's like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Like, uh, beep, beep, that is beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Except for that the origin one. Yeah. He's real slow. And I yeah, if we could pick which one, I could definitely crush origins. Like <laughs> Hornswoggle's gonna get these hands. <laughs> Absolutely. So other than a horror movie though, so in horror movies, I guess it's kind of, you know, you're, you're either the hero or you're the villain. Like, being an outside character kind of sucks. But if like, what if it was a comedy movie? Would you still try to be, like, the main person in a comedy movie? No. I'd be, like, the... Ugh. I'd be, like, the goofy, fat one that... I'd be the Chris Farley. I'd, like, yeah. fall through. I'd be the physical comedy guy, I believe. Like, as far as comedies go, I like dark comedies. Shocker. But... Yeah, I think if I was in a comedy movie, I'd be the um, unintelligent best friend. I thought you were going to say you like dark comedies because you have a resting heart rate of 50 beats per per minute or whatever. Yeah, that's why I personally like them. I just don't (laughs) think I could. I'm not always that clever or quick with like dark humor, like like it coming. I can get it. I just can't send it as fast as I should be able to. I want to be in like a late night comedy because I think I fit the motif. You know, uh, I could definitely come off like a basement dweller. I don't think it'd be very hard to just like grow my beard out a little more and drink a little more Mountain Dew. And I could definitely be like, oh, he definitely stays in the basement. You'd be like Seth Rogen and knocked up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I got the fuck Catherine Heigl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Like just like some doughy pale guy that i don't know like sex drive like that dude went across the united states trying to get laid with this one chick he met online and i think he didn't get, it was he wasn't getting catfish at the end she was actually who she was and he was nowhere near who he was at the end which is I exactly what i, would do I mean i know i watched that movie i don't remember anything from that movie uh two things about that movie one seth green's in it and he plays an amish guy who has some of the best one-liners ever about people not being thankful for almond people working for free. I highly recommend that YouTube clip. It's so funny. And two, uh, Fallout Boy plays a barn party. <laughs> Dude, is there like a donut mascot at some point? Yeah. And he okay, ha- I remember that. <laughs> it's like, stop working the mouth, dude. Like, I can't. It's a habit. <laughs> That's, yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, God. Man. 
Would you ever do a drama? No. <laughs> Unless it was like right on the fringe where it's like a crime thriller drama. But like if you're talking like romantic comedy or lifetime movie type drama, no, no, sir. I want to see you in a new Hallmark movie for Christmas because you hate Christmas so much. <laughs> oh, that you know what? That would work. I could do Scrooge, I guess. Yeah. Like I could do new... Scrooge or if it's like a family coming uh, I'd have to age quite a bit. Well, probably not too far from where I'm at now. But <laughs> like the monarch of the family gets like alcoholism, dementia, and they all come around him to like give him his best last memory. Yeah, I'd be the guy in the wheelchair with the dementia. I used to drink handles of uh, 100 IBU IPAs and no one batted an eye. Now I just want a, I want a, a, a Pabst Blue Ribbon and you're all losing your fucking minds. <laughs> thought i was crazy for drinking handles of fireball <laughs> get your mom over here dad mom's been dead for 20 years get her out of here she's been hiding in the bedroom i didn't ask i told you go get her now <laughs> i sent her to get me some wild turkey 101 a decade ago and she ain't come back papa's thirsty go complete the task <laughs> uh i want us to be in the notebook two together but not as like romantic interest for each other but i want to make the notebook two like a competitive drama like we're both trying to get the girl but we play ourselves but who's but who's wait and i don't even know the notebook i'm thinking walk to remember was there somebody sick or dying in the notebook i mean me when i was watching it <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess if the girl's okay and it's, she was in a movie called The Notebook, I'll just let you have her. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> That's how The Notebook 2 goes, man. It's only a two-minute movie, and it ends very abruptly, and the girl's disappointed. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm sure that, that last part's true. Very much so. So, going back to the horror movie, do you remember in Scream whenever, uh, I think it's Randy, he's listing off all the, the horror movie rules? I, I do remember that part. I do not remember every rule. Which ones do you I remember? I remember? I remember the make sh- like it was something about your car. It was like make sure your car always has gas or is is always running or something like that. Yeah. Uh there's the uh don't ever investigate the noise, don't ever say I'll be right back. That one. There's the don't yeah, the, well, so the don't I'll be right back or like don't split up, right? Like yeah, stand. yeah, yeah. You got, don't Scooby do the shit out of this, right. and then uh, of course don't have sex at fucking all because you're going to die. Mm, that's that's probably what gets me. Rules are meant to be broken. I think the one that I look at, but I don't know. I don't know how you would know. It's like. Oh, yeah, if you move into a house and it's haunted, just move out. Don't try to, like, tame the ghosts or whatever. But how the fuck would you know it's haunted until you're just balls deep into paranormal activity? Right. Oh, I, sorry, I just got into this 30-year mortgage. I can't just leave. <laughs> sorry, I don't live in L.A. like you fuckers and scream. Like, Jesus. It's a millennial's worst nightmare. You got into a fixed mortgage. <laughs> Sorry, my parents don't have a second house down at Redondo Beach. I'm not, like, getting the fuck out of here right now. When I say Mally, you say boo. Mally, boo. 
I was like, I'm already house poor, so I just got to hang it. I can't even go to the bar. I got to hang in here with the ghosts and the demons or whatever's possessing my house. Like, what yeah, you do that haunted shit for at least five years? Get your money back out of it. Absolutely. Get some sage. Like, I don't know. Well, hopefully one of those demons is good at laying floors because we can update the fucking place before we sell it. <laughs> yeah, I hope that motherfucker that hung himself was a contractor. Let's get <laughs> murder house no it's contractor house change the name change the name <laughs> there's property brothers bro- blow their brains out in here that's awesome <laughs> oh i'm coming in 10 grand above asking price because i definitely want to know what the hell they can cook, cook up for me real quick it's gonna be dope <laughs> so whenever like you talked about the car not working and everything did you ever see that youtube maybe a youtube maybe like a, a horror anthology movie cut but it's like like a lady gets invited to a testing site and they put her on a treadmill and she's like, what is this a stress test? And they're like, no, no, we just want you to walk kind of briskly. And she's walking on the treadmill at like a four. And then they put another treadmill behind her and they put a zombie on it and make him walk like at a three. No. So was this like for, was this like satire or it was like real experiments? So it, it's satire. I satire oh. totally, but it's like it's this lady. She's like an average lady, and there's like all these scientists with clipboards, like standing around here writing things down. And all of a sudden, they start to like slowly increase the zombie monster-looking guy. And as he gets to like three, five, three, six, three, she falls on the treadmill. And she's like, Whoa! and she jumps back up, and they slow the zombie back down. And she's like, I never, fall. I have, I have really good balance. And they speed him up again, and she falls again. And, and all the all scientists are like, hmm, interesting. She kept fell, falling. And she and it's funny because she keeps hitting the treadmill. And it's like a shitty old treadmill. So it's like a thud. Like, boom, 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 boom. And she's just getting frustrated. And the zombie behind her is just like, <laughs> So, and then it's like other tropes too. Like, hey, man, here's a bunch of keys to these cars. I want you to go into this car. I want you to start it up. He gets like on a Volkswagen and turns it on. It turns right over. And they bring the same zombie looking guy out and put him next to the car. Like, now try it. And it's like, and it won't turn over or start. So it's like scientists figuring out all the horror tropes are actually real. And that's why. Satire. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like an extra feature on the DVD for like Shaun of the Dead or something. Very much so. I think that's where it would work. I think it might have been in that movie Mortuary on Shudder. I do not know that one. I think I think it might be on that one. I'll have to look it up. But man, it was like it was it was a horror movie, but it was hilarious. It, it was kind of yeah, it was it's very Shaun of the Dead esque for sure, man. All on horror movies. I will look that up right after I watch Halloween Kills, which I am watching right after we're done with this. Oh, absolutely. I'm going right back upstairs to click that thing on. And it, it's WWE on. for having me already subscribed to Peacock at least, so I can just throw that on. I talked all my coworkers into getting the seven day free trial so they can watch Halloween kills tonight. And they're just, just using it for seven days. Just watch it tonight and then cancel your subscription. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Peek behind the curtain. My wife gets home in like two hours. I hope she's awake enough to watch it or else I'm gonna have to wait till tomorrow night, which is fine. I could do it if I have to, but I don't want to. This is where I got you, man. I'm watching it no matter what. Well, you're, I mean, but your wife's not really into the horror. Like, she'd kill me if I watched her without her. Yeah, no. Yeah, my wife's not super into the horror movies. I think she get, would get really mad at me if I watched, like, the British Baking Championship without her. She'd be like, why are you just doing this to us? We had an agreement. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be done. For, I could try to fake it and watch it two nights in a row and act surprised, but I'm not. I'm not a good actor. 
Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to a movie like that that you've been anticipating for like two years. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go, we're going to go into a break here in a, in a few minutes, man. But I got to know, Halloween is around the corner. Are you dressing up this year? I, I don't think I am. I, I had a plan, but I don't think I am going to be able to use it for anything other than, I mean, we just decorated the house this week. Um, so we're a little late on that. I think we're just going to have trick-or-treaters over, maybe hit a brewery or a bar after, but probably not put much effort into it, to be honest. Like, there's not, there's not a party. There's not an event. Um, I haven't bought anything yet, and we're halfway through October, so... Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I had one planned, but not well, not sure it's gonna happen. What was it? Oh, so I uh, you've been to my house. I I watch. I usually watch wrestling upstairs, not in the bar down here by myself. Mm-hmm. I get myself in trouble. Um, but as I'm watching AEW on one TV, there's a little wooden turtle that sits next to my TV that my wife bought from somewhere. Um, so I was watching a Darby Allen match and the turtle was looking at me, or at least I thought it was. Uh, so I wanted to be Jonathan, the zombie, the kid that I like turtles, the, the YouTube hit the meme. Um, and it's simple. So I guess I could still pull it off if a last minute costume is needed, but that is what I will be this year or next year. Nobody take it next year. <laughs> if I have to save it. But I think that's pretty timeless. I think I can do that anytime in the next five years and it'll still. Yeah hold up i'll just Absolutely. be you know jonathan, jonathan the zombie with a with an alcohol problem <laughs> like isn't that meme already like a decade old and it still holds up like i think mjf made a reference to it i don't want to i don't want to date us i think it's even older than that oh, don't do that to I think me we're hitting like 15 years of that shit oh you're making my chest tighten up a little bit i don't know if i can handle this i like titles what what about you man you have a costume you're gonna yeah for this year so i used a uh a snapchat filter when i was like messing around with my phone the one day because i was just bored and i had this one app where you could add like face tattoos to you on on a selfie i look like post malone so i'm gonna be post malone for halloween this year that works so well for your current facial hair (laughs) and you could like your hair might i think actually at this point is a little longer than his but i think you can style it if oh, you yeah. just like crimp it up a little bit you'll it'll it'll be perfect i want to get the braids he had where they were like it was just the two braids and all the rest of the hair was frizzy so i just want to do that for everything it, it looks like he only smoked meth and like newports and drank gatorade yeah well it's definitely and he's into bud light because his face is on the cans oh yes and doritos yes yes <laughs> oh those limon ones he promoted there were really good. They so, were pretty good, man. I was crushing those up and throwing them in my taco soup, and I was like, "This is um, this is a game changer." So I don't want to make us too old, but I was pretty close. It is almost fifteen years of Jonathan the Zombie. Oh, he, he debuted in two thousand seven. That hurts, man. I wasn't even done with undergrad yet. Or we were out of undergrad, yeah. Oh my god, dude. That. I wonder what else is going on that we think is still like only two years ago, but it's been almost 20 years. Almost everything. Everything we talk about. That's why all these young kids are looking at us like, what are they, what are they babbling about? <laughs> hey, we're watching Squid Game. We're cool. Yeah, we're hip. We're down. 
Yeah, I dropped an Austin Powers reference in in, uh, in work the other day, and a bunch Ooh, of like those aged really well. Oh, they did. Super not offensive to anybody of any nationality or anything. But I dropped a, a reference, and all the twenty year old kids that we hire up at my my office all looked at me and they're like, "What is that?" I'm like Austin Powers, man, the spy who shagged me, Mike Myers, and. They're all looking at me like they have no idea. I'm like, Shrek? They go, oh, yeah, Shrek. Yeah, Shrek. I'm like, the guy who does Austin Powers is the voice of Shrek. Fuck my life. And I just walked away. And I, I said I was going to get coffee, but I just went into the hallway and banged my head off of a wall because I now realize that I'm older than dog dirt. Not to get not to get too personal, but at least you can, like, retire in, what, 13 years? 17 years. <laughs> Just keep on trucking, buddy. <laughs> Who's counting? <laughs> so we are going to go into a break, and we're going to put some ads out there for you. And when you go and check them out and support them, you support us. And when you support us, we bring you some cool stuff. And I can just tell you, as Adam and I sit here to do this podcast, we have something really cool in the works for you guys. So please go support our sponsors so you can support us so we can keep doing cool stuff. And we're going to see you on the other side. I know what you're thinking right now. How do I get the downstairs hair care I need to impress my partner? Well, the boys have a little something for you. That's right. You can take your grooming to the next level with the flagship of Smooth My Balls, the Turf Chopper 3.0. This pube-destroying trimmer uses stainless steel ceramic blade with micro-sized teeth to ensure you're covered by no-scrape technology. Yep. No cuts, no nicks, no bumps, no hair pulls, and no mishaps. And when those pubes go a-flying, you can call in the backups, the Pube Muncher 1.0, and Sack Mat to ensure cleanup is a breeze. All these devices can be used in wet or dry conditions, and they're compact for easy travel storage and have fast charging technology. Right now, our listeners can save 15% on their entire order by using our link, smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. That includes free shipping to the U.S. That's right. So head on over to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and tell them the boy sent you. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because again, if you like them, go check them out. You support them, you support us, and we can do some really cool stuff for you guys. And I again promise you, we have some cool stuff in the works for you. So we are heavy into spooky season, and we did have a little showdown a couple episodes ago about some of our uh, favorite B-horror movies. According to us, there are some people who are throwing some barbs at us. These, those were our favorite B-movies. Everyone calm down. But while we might not be experts, we pick with our hearts, but Adam's heart felt incomplete. It felt broken because he misplacing Terrifier on his list. So I threw it out to the Twitterverse and found out that you guys had no problem throwing one of his other picks out to replace it with Terrifier. So uh, he did protect Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 because it is his favorite of all time. So that's golden and untouchable. So the other ones were on the on chopping block, though. Planet Terror, Basket Case, Hatchet, and then an option of no changes at all. You get what you get, motherfucker. So Planet Terror came out, came in at 15%. Hatchet at 23%, no changes at 23%, and Basket Case came in at 38%. Now, Basket Case was a true-to-form B movie, so I said, I better throw this out to the Grum, 
because our Instagram followers are much more aggressive than our Twitter followers. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to pit Terrifier and Basket Case against each other. And IG did not go away from what I believe them to be. 67% of them chose Basket Case, while 33% of them chose Terrifier. So we have to give it the Basket Case. But the David Thornton actually voted on our poll. So I lied. Terrifier wins. Fuck Basket Case. And I don't care who comes after us to came, for the, to came with the boys for life. What? Fuck Basket Case. And you got to tell everybody who might not know who David is. Yes. So David Thornton is the actor who puts on the black and white grease paint to embody the super clown villain of Art the Clown, the hyper bloody gory psychopath killer with a trash bag full of barbed spikes and nine millimeter pistols. <laughs> oh, geez. But um, no, I mean, I- I'm okay with either. I- I'm And I'm okay since it's B movies. We could just really badly CGI a fifth head on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what? To satisfy everybody, let's do that, Adam. Let's just say for this one, we go Toxic Avenger style, dump some nuclear waste on this thing. We give our Mount Rushmore a fifth head and shove Terrifier in there so we can keep Basket Case in place. It's almost an impossible list. When you sent me that uh, as an, a topic that week, I was stressing for days over like B movies and especially B horror movies because like what makes a B movie oh my god what are my favorites like there's so many um so it was a tough one so thank you everybody for voting though that's awesome yeah thank you to all the new listeners and followers and patrons and everything you guys you make this uh podcast really fun and when you interact with us we get to have these uh just fun showdowns so keep following liking subscribing rating sharing whatever you guys do whatever makes podcasts fun for you and you can tell your friends about us please keep doing that because we just love we love the feedback that you guys give us so keep it up we do appreciate it you know what else i appreciate being in round two and having more beer and putting them together to make the tips touch calling it round two beers what we got so for round two beers like i said it's collaboration week we have a collaboration across the state of pennsylvania for our round two beers we have our friends here in pittsburgh at abjuration down in mckee's rocks and we have crime and punishment brewing out in philly they came together and made breakers from the underground which is a hazy ipa it is coming in at seven percent and it is an ipa uh brewed with citra idaho seven and rawaka and just a touch of flaked wheat to get us that hazy character and a little bit of sweetness um and it's killer yes I already cracked mine i'm sorry it's while okay. you're going through the basket, basket case stats cracked mine it smells super danky uh very overripened fruit in the hops danky in the hops still bitter in the hops it's not sweet even though it's in new england loving this beer i'm gonna tell you right now it's an idaho seven hazy uppercut to my chin and i wouldn't want it any other way this thing is packed full of flavor from the front to the back it coats your tongue it's exactly what you want in a hazy. It gives you that, like, the replayability, the Lay's potato chip effect. I must have more. Beakers from the Underground is, it's breaking into my top five. It's breaking into my top five easily. It's this killer. And incredible. I just want to throw it out there. Of course, this one I got 
from our friends at Abjuration. But the seven, uh, not the seven, the four, seven, six Appalachian we did in the first round, the Pale Ale. Since it was with the Pittsburgh Brewers Guild, a bunch of different breweries have this on tap right now, have it in cans. Um, research it. I know 11th Hour has it. Abjuration, of course, has it. I know their inventory is getting small, though. So if you want to get it from Abjuration, jump on it when you hear this. Um, so just seek out your favorite brewery in Pittsburgh. Ask them if they have it. 412 had cans of it that I saw. Uh, Hop Farm had it on tap. So, you know, hit up some friends of the podcast. I think uh, a bunch of people in Pittsburgh got a keg of it, if not cans. So go try. A keg of this? A keg of this. No, not the, not the, the first round one. The, the oh. seven, four, seven, six. The the breakers the the beakers from the underground is only an abjuration here in Pittsburgh. Okay, and I and think it, it's only in cans. I don't think that I don't think it's on draft anymore. I don't. Okay. I think it was. You can definitely get it in cans. Still, I I picked these cans up today, uh, and we're recording this on Friday, so you can uh, you can probably still grab these as you're hearing it on Sunday. But I would also get those now because I've seen a big social media uh, uprising for that. I kind of felt like we were in the know for once, Adam. Everyone was talking about it. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to drink these tonight on the podcast? We are actually cool. <laughs> but if you want to find out what's happening with Abjuration and Crime and Punishment, all you have to do is search, search them out on all social media. They are two very active breweries. Uh, we do love Abjuration, of course, them being in McKee's Rocks. If Crime and Punishment was closer, we would love them just as much. But with Abjuration being in our backyard, they are located in mckee's rocks and they actually split it with a jazz bar so you can go have a whole night experience go trying out craft beer and hearing some cool live music and some stand-up that happens on fridays and just so you guys know i'm trying to get in to get some sets so when those start happening we'll start dropping those uh dates as well when i start getting out there and actually getting on the microphone and trying to make people go ha 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 yeah the the comedians for tonight were filing in as i was leaving with my cans tonight so uh get yeah get down there see the see the comedy night See their live music, catch a show there, drink some good beer. Uh, phenomenal. And everything I've had from Crime and Punishment, I've never been to the brewery, but I've gotten um, through trades or just people driving through Philly bringing me stuff back. Everything I've had from Crime and Punishment is incredible too. So check out both breweries, uh, whichever one you're near, uh, see what they got. For sure. And uh, when you go into Abjuration, just let them know that the boys sent you. And they'll know what you're talking about. We've talked to them enough that they know who we are because we know they we know them. They know us. They like us. We like them. It's kind of a little romance we have going on with them. It's very nice. Speaking of being nice, Adam, do you remember when you were trick or treating when you were a little kid? Like the the sacks of candy you'd bring home, pillowcases. Pillowcases, my go-to carrier of candy. Yes. They weren't made for comfort. They were made for transportation. But I can tell you that one of my favorite things to do was to sit down with whoever went trick-or-treating with and then break the candy all apart and start making trades and everything. Um, and I would say that there were pieces of candy that I would never trade away. And they just so happened to be the non-chocolate candies. So, Adam, I challenge you to the Mount Rushmore of non-chocolate candy. I want you to think Halloween. I want you to think trick-or-treating. We're getting rid of chocolate. Chocolate's so 2000 and late. We're in two, 2021. We want to have non-chocolate candies. 
So for new listeners who don't know how this works, we go back and forth. We each get four picks in total. We compare and contrast, argue it out. And then we want to make sure between the two of us of the eight total picks we have, we pick the top four and snake back and forth. So if Adam takes my number one, I got to think of a new number one and so on and so forth until we come up with the four best non-chocolate candies that you're going to get in your pillowcase this year. I'll tell you right now, a little warning. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> I've never been worried about you when it comes to candy, and I'm not going to fucking start now, bash line. <laughs> and just so happens that it's my turn to go first. So, oh, okay, it's my turn. I believe it's, you. I don't keep track. So go right ahead. I don't keep track either. I'm just taking it. I'm just telling you, I'm going first <laughs> because your threats. I'm taking them as credible, and I'm out here to start smashing you. So with my first pick. I'm taking a piece of candy that is not just delicious, it is actually versatile because when you bite off both ends, it becomes a straw and you can drink your gamer fuel when you're playing Halo with your friends at a LAN party. And I'm going with the classic Twizzlers. Ooh. Oh, man. Why do you got to do that? Because I can't, can't argue against the Twizzler. I can't. That's a, that's a strong round one. Um gonna be fucking bulletproof i'm a thick man who loves non-chocolate candy i'm about to drop heat on you i'm napalm to you right now about the kenny omega my ass that's right no one kicks out the one winged angel or the type 2 diabetic plunge <laughs> type two Twizzler. <laughs> all right man so i've, yeah, I've shown my I mean, first round pick cool. there's there's such variety in twizzlers too like yes. you got all the flavors but what's your favorite out of all the varieties so here's the thing. I love the classic ones, but I like the package of the nibs, the little ones, the right. little guys, because I can split open the top of it and like you just drink them like I'm driving my car. So it's not like a flavor. It's like the, the mini versions are like my favorite. But is that still like one flavor? Like, I think the classic flavor is strawberry. Right? Yes. So strawberry. But I do love um, the rainbow ones that came out because it was like all these different like tropical flavors, I think. Oh, that sounds good. That was really good. I'm sure I've had them. I just don't remember. But I liked, so I also like the chocolate ones, strangely enough. I know this is non-chocolate, but they're just chocolate flavored. And we're not putting it on the list. They also have these, like, I think it was cherry lemonade. So it was like a the cherry Twizzler outside. And then they injected it with, like, lemon or lemonade taffy. And yes. Phenomenal. It instantly made my mouth water. I, t- I would take one bite out of it, and I was, like, wiping the corners of my mouth because it was just so, a- a- like, acidic. It was just, oh, it started piling up. lemon candy. Oh, yeah. Lemon candies in general. Like, I'm, it's not going to make my list, but I loved lemon heads so fucking much because of the lemon I, flavor. Say, don't expect my first pick to be lemon heads, but I do love lemon candy. I do. I love lemon heads. It wouldn't make this list. I love that lemon candy enough. <laughs> oh, actually, the rest of my list: Lemonheads, Alibaba Chew, and Gatorade gum. <laughs> actually, if, you, if you steal a couple of mine, Lemonheads might make it because they're they're deep on my list, but they ain't first round. Right. Because my first round pick, which also has a great lemon flavored candy in a multiple of flavors, is not only sweet, but they're sour. Sometimes they're nice. Sometimes they're mean. Their new marketing campaign, I fucking hate. But whatever, <laughs> it's Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> Uh, I love Sour Patch Kids. I'm a big fan of gummy. I'm a big fan of fruity. And I like it to abuse my palate. And Sour Patch Kids do all of that. 
there's something about getting through a bag of those things where you're like, holy shit, my tongue is about to melt out of my mouth. It hurts, but you can't stop. You can't stop eating them. And again, these are our personal picks and everything I plan on choosing in my top four is things that if they are in my kitchen, if they're in my pantry, they will be there for less than 24 hours. If they're in the house, I'm going to eat them. I'm going to eat all of them until I don't feel good. So likewise, definitely qualify for that. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with that more. If these things are in my house, I'm going to attack. I do the thing where I'm like, oh, I'll just take like one or two. It's totally fine. And then I find myself taking one or two more then one or two more. And then before I know it, the whole bag's gone. And my wife is asking me what I did with all the groceries. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Daddy got, daddy got hungry and he didn't want to eat apples and shit. <laughs> so I'm, ra- I'm bringing the heat here. The second round. Okay. Yeah. Now everyone talks about, all these chewy candies and i like my candy to be a little crunchy sometimes so i'm gonna go with the classic candy not everybody i don't know if you don't want to get on board with that, it's totally fine with you but i'm gonna tell you right now sprees are where it's at sprees sprees man those things they had like a nice texture to them and you crunch into them it was like the original flavor crystals man you they break in your mouth and you just like coat your mouth i just Oh, what? Sprees. what it just seems like the dollar the great value version of skittles it's just like shitty puck shaped skittles shut your fucking mouth when you talk about sprees sprees are delicious oh you can have them they suck out loud i'll have all of them and i'll i'll beat up kids to get them they're so fucking good to me and they came in packages of two like annoyingly came in packages of two where you couldn't rip the one end. you had to like push the two together to right. pop the middle of the packaging oh, i like that so i like rip I mean, apart it was good one if i can give you a bright spot on sprees they were tart yeah. am i correct like they were all tart. there weren't like sour sprees they were just sour yeah so the sour tickles my fancy a little bit but other than that they're just shitty skittles shitty tums version skittles you're wrong you're so you're so wrong and i knew i was going to defend this one to you because you're like high pollutant and everything you're like oh it's fucking skittles second pick yeah you came out with a banger like twizzlers and then you and i followed it up with a secondary banger in sprees okay so sorry i'm fucking winning sorry i'm fucking winning (laughs) against one i'm about to start winning right now what do you got my second pick's easy also has a great lemon flavored candy and a variety of fruity chewy snacks and it is your individually wrapped favorites that come in a stick starburst i thought you were gonna say mentos Sprees. Actually, I don't know. I'd have to eat them side by side. No, Starburst. And specifically the pink and the yellow. So the strawberry and the lemon flavors are my favorite. Which is crazy too, because most people don't like the lemon ones, but they're my favorite. My least favorite is orange. Yeah, it's whenever like being in high school, I remember one of the vending machines, it had it had decent candy in it, and people would always get the Starburst and they would try to find me to hand me all the lemon ones. I'm like, you guys are suckers. Like, oh, Matt likes lemon starburst. It's not like I'm eating dog shit. They're lemon starburst. They're delicious. Well, and the fun part for this being like 
Halloween specific candy too is the snack pack of Starburst. You only got two squares. So it was like, oh man, am I going to get double pink, double yellow? Am I going to get two oranges and like just want to freaking quit Halloween? Like it was a gamble. It was, it was a fun game. Nowadays, I just go into the freaking get giver of the sheets and I get the mini ones. You don't even have to unwrap them. You just shovel them in. But again, Starburst, Starburst are in the house. Boom. And a little peek behind the curtain there. There's I, they're made by the Sour Patch Kids and Starburst are made by some similar company because you can get the mixed bag and they're both in there. And I think Twizzlers are in with them, too. They are. And it, oh, oh, it's just a wonderful time of year. Just a great just great candy, man. Test I, my blood sugar. What's the what's the ripoff brand, though? Like the great value brands like Mamba or something like that? There's Mamba and there's like one called Haichu and they're both way too hard like they're not as chewy they're not as soft as starburst i feel like i could use like a king size high chew as a nightstick (laughs) i could beat the shit out of somebody both of those flavors included grape in their pack and i'm like ew screwing up who wants fucking grape candy Mm. sounds miserable it's probably a good one out there i just don't know of it so my third round pick here because i gotta keep I gotta keep the pace here. You're picking all these mainstream candies because that's what you that's what you are. You're main you're at a mainstream bash line. That's what you're picking. I just didn't know Spree. I didn't know Sprees were so hipster. I'm sorry. Well, well, buckle up, motherfucker, because Mike and Ike's is coming up third, baby. <laughs> I love Mike and Ike's. They they are the original pills that I put in my mouth before I started taking my antidepressants. <laughs> I love Mike and Ike's to death. Mike, Mike and Ike's are horseshit. What? You know what? I can't. I can't say too much bad because I do prefer them over Sprees by far. So you, at least they, <laughs> there are two shittier versions of Mike and Ike's, which are the Good and Plenties and the Hot Tamales. Both suck. Oh yeah. I'm well, t- actually, Hot Tamales I can get behind if I'm in the mood, but Good and Plenty suck. But they're, they're I, I think Mike and Ike's are better than Sprees. I don't think they belong on a top eight or top four or top ten of anything, but they're better than Sprees. So you're telling me I should just put Mike and Ike's ahead of Sprees and just kind of reverse my picks here? Like, take... I mean, neither of them are making – I'm going to veto either of those horseshit picks. You're going to have a hard time talking me out of it. I mean, I got fucking Starburst, bro. Like, Yeah. I saw, what are you going to pick next? Oh, Hey man, uh, I know I can't pick Reese cups because it has chocolate in it. What else can I pick from that mainstream fucking bullshit? This is Halloween. When you went trick or treating, what were you? Were you trick or treating in Mount Lebanon in a gated community? Come on, man. I, I was trick or treating in my piece of shit coal mining town, and people were throwing Necco wafers at me. Like, here's this in a penny. <laughs> so I grew up. I grew up. Well, the early years, I I trick or treated in Crafton, but the like my last four or five years. I trick-or-treated in Cannonsburg, but they had a separate trick-or-treat day most years from Peters Township. So I did trick-or-treat in Peters Township. I knew it. With a pillowcase. And so I got some fancy candy. I'm, I'm not going to lie. So I want I you. I made, it, I made it, but, you know. So I'm telling you right now, there's no doubt in my fucking brain that when you went trick-or-treating in Cannonsburg, you came home with bags of Sprees, bags of Mike and Ike's. You had the lemon heads. A lot of milk duds. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know that's a chocolate candy, but a lot of milk duds in Kansas. A lot of milk duds. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, then. So if you think you've 
Mr. Affluence, I want to make sure that I, I humble myself to you for your third pick. What do you bring to the table? I'm jumping off my lemon bandwagon for a different fruity gummy candy because I obviously have a lane. I obviously have a type. Yeah. And I'm going across the pond. I'm going way across the pond. I'm going to Sweden, baby. And I'm getting them Swedish fish. You took you took my fourth round pick. Oh, you should, definitely should have put that in the second spot. Above Spree's? That's, That's a good fucking yes. No. No, 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 no. I'm taking, I'll take a handful of Spree's first before I take a handful of Swedish fish. Your taste is trash. I don't even mean to, I, I, no insult, no, no offense taken. You're trash. <laughs> you know what? Hey. Taken. You're trash. Thanks, Ricky Bobby. I appreciate you saying no disrespect before you say what you say. <laughs> That's still disrespectful. <laughs> Point of personal preference. You're trash. <laughs> personal preference you can't use a fluent candy against poor people candy i have poor people candy thank you very much you can you still know what affluent candy tastes like you've had it before in your life at some point well yeah come because affluent candy is still only like two (laughs) dollars just call them swedish fish they're not really imported dude like they're not that expensive you just told me you went across the pond for them way across the pond for them are you lying now well, yeah, I went across the street for him. I got him across the street. I mean, there's Swedish fish. They got to come from Sweden. Yeah. Uh, dude, during the 4th of July, I had the um, the Liberty pack of those things, and I housed them. It was like uh, it was a lemon one, a, their original red one, and this blue raspberry one. I just like, bah, 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 bah. I ate you know. them, like, just crushed them. It was ridiculous. Yeah, they're th- the best. I don't know. Sweden's Sweden's berry game is way above the U.S.'s. Sorry for any international incident I might cause. The yeah. berry candies are crushing it. They destroy, man. And I and I can say this: I love Swedish fish. I uh, I love Swedish fish a lot, which is why it was my fourth round pick. But luckily for me, I did have a backup. Now, uh, my backups are usually not as hot as my first pick for those slots, but. I want to take you back to a very, very simple time where we would collect little things here and there, like little trinkets from our favorite movies. And this candy helped you collect those things because it helped you show off to your friends when you had a moment. So my favorite thing is when I had this little little guy, it was the Darth Vader helmet. And when you pulled his head back, one little piece of Pez would stick out and you were able to, give Darth Vader a little French kiss and, mm, mm, and you would eat the Pez. My fourth round pick, bringing up the rear, I'm going with Pez. Back to you and your trash candy. <laughs> it's not trash candy! If you want to get the bleep button ready, this just solidifies trash candy. That's just helped all you and your friends learn how to pop meth tablets. Yep. it's the trashiest candy i can't deny that the orange ones were really good though i did get kind of hooked on those yeah i know it's um but it's just so funny coming from the area we know we grew up in you'd be like oh pez was really good it dispensed you one tablet at a time (laughs) it kind of looks like a xanax bar (laughs) xanax and meth i loved pez so much because i was also you 
I was very addicted to um, getting the little dispensers too. I did have the Darth Vader one and I did have like Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. I always had the little dispensers. Uh, and also too, because you could go to the dollar store when you're a kid and you can get like the 50 rows of Pez and you can load them into your dispensers. And they're like, hey man, in my neighborhood, when you had a fully loaded Pez dispenser, you were king. <laughs> Do the West Virginia mating call. <laughs> I got oxies. I got roxies. I got perkies. I got vikies. <laughs> I got pez. Started off with a pez dispenser. Look at me now. Look at me now. <laughs> well, I do have to say I'm surprised my fourth pick made it. I'm surprised you didn't pick it. Yeah. And you kind of half insulted it earlier by calling out Reese Cups. Oh, which are chocolate, but Reese's makes a great product that is not chocolate. It's candy coated, sugary peanut butter, and it's Reese pieces. And that's my number four. I can't argue with that candy at all. Not that should be number one. I know I'm skewing away from my fruity preference, but I cannot leave Reese pieces off the ballot here. Reese, Reese pieces, let me tell you, great candy. Better than Sour Patch Kids. Not quite passing up sprees on my list. You're fucking dumbass. What? I'm just saying, like, okay, I'm going to get a mouthful of crunchy fucking peanut butter, or I can get a mouthful of sweet, sour sprees. I'm going to pick sprees every time. It's not making it on Mount Rushmore, so pick something else. Um, I'll fight you to death to get, keep sprees off of <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll call you a dumb redneck at a dinner. <laughs> well, Corn Cob TV executive Adam Bashline, before you call me a dumb hick and denounce all of my candies, we do have to debate these out and pick the top four out of these eight rounds. So, because I know you're never going to let it go. I'm going to give you the uncontested number one spot because you did still sweetest fish from me. And I love sour patch kids. Sour patch kids would have made my list, but you did take it first. I didn't expect that from you. Uh, I actually kind of thought you would put Swedish fish first because that's my brain was thinking about that too, but I'm going to give you the uncontested first round pick and you can pick one of mine too. Sprees is on the board. You can pick sprees and put them in. I mean, I know they're available. They suck. Uh, in in all honesty, Swedish Fish as a child was my favorite, but I grew into Sour Patch Kids as a teenager and never left them. Um, so I'm throwing Sour Patch Kids. Okay. okay. On to the top. Not a bad first choice there. They were also the featured candy, spoiler alert, on Bob's Burgers this Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. They called them something else, but they were basically Sour Patch Kids. So I haven't watched proves, that one yet. Just proves they're the best. It's a really good Halloween episode. I'll have to check that out when I get a moment. So, uh, so I get the next one, and I want to make an argument for... There's one on your list I'll let you have, and that is it. Mike and Ike's. So I want to say Mike oh. and Ike's deserves the number two slot because... Not over, not over something else on your list. Spree's. <laughs> no no Th- this ain't happening you got one good choice i think you got one that would fit into my four 
it's not about me putting my picks into your Mount Rushmore. It's about our us taking our in picks and case, making this, our Mount Rushmore. Know, you just don't know your non-chocolate candies very well. Mike and Ike's are delicious, and that you don't believe that just makes me believe more that you're in a satanic cult. Your palate's trash. I think you can maybe try to force them into the four spot, but you're putting Twizzlers over Mike and Ike's. So you're letting me put Twizzlers then? I'm okay with Twizzlers. Stop Twizzlers. To be honest, the only one I'm okay with on your list is Twizzler. Well, prepare to get into a knockdown jag out fight here for the last, <laughs> last one. No, no problem. All right, so who's number three then? Do you want me to let you pick one of mine so I can just help you out on number four? Absolutely not. No. If I give you between Starburst and Swedish Fish, will you pick one of those? No, because it's between Spree's and Mike and Ike's. I, I put Pe- I put Pez on Starburst number three. Okay, because I put Pez on there as like my jokey pick. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue for I'm not gonna argue for Pez. Pez is like the jokey. Here's the thing: if you're just gonna let me put Starburst number three, you can't say any of your other ones beat Reese's Pieces. Like, dude, Spree, Spree's beat the fucking shit out of Reese's Pieces. They do. Reese Pieces is some of the best shit. E.T. will tell you Reese Pieces win this shit. Yeah, and his video game got buried in the desert. You're not going to believe that piece of but shit. The movie did not. No, the movie didn't, but for Christ's sake, all the other ports did. So, mm, him and Elliot wonder. friendship based around Reese Pieces, the, the best non-chocolate candy that I could pick forth. The only reason why it wasn't Sprees is because they weren't making Sprees yet. If it was, if they were making sprees at the same time they were making Reese's pieces, sprees would have been on the floor too. And each of them going, man, fucking finger in those next. Sprees are trash. I'm not letting you ruin our list of sprees. Okay. Or, or Mike, and Mike and Ike's. No. They're the shitty poor people of movie candy. Wow. You're really showing your colors, man. <laughs> Sold out. Thought you were cool. <laughs> You're going to Halloween Kills. Do you want Reese Pieces or do you want Mike and Ike's? You want to throw it up to a crowd vote? We can throw it up to a crowd vote. I'm not letting you put Sprees on, but I'll let you put Mike and Ike's against Reese Pieces. And you're going to lose and you're going to be sad. Okay. How about this? To make this to make this list. Put it on the Grum. I will. I'm going to put it on the Grum and I'm going to put it on Twitter. I'll put them head to head. I'll put, I'm so I'll, offended I'll put, by how shitty your candy picks are. Don't be because mine are awesome. I have great picks. Twizzlers was great, and Twizzlers is on the list. Twizzlers, sprees, dude. I used to when I came back from trick or treating, I had to fight other kids to keep my sprees. Everyone's like, "Oh, I got these milk duds. Can I get your sprees?" No, everybody, motherfucker. Everybody in your neighborhood had a trash palette. There's nothing else I can say about it. Mike and Ike's, I I could accept as a viable candy. But not ever Swedish okay. fish or Reese pieces. So you accept Mike and Ike's as a viable candy. Thank you. No, the viable right. candidate from your side. Oh my, my Lord and Savior Adam Bashline, you're you're ordaining my Mike and Ike's pick, and that's what I'm going to put on number four is Mike and Ike. No, I think it needs to go up to a crowd vote. Okay, so if you had to pick one, I think Reese pieces and Swedish fish are both better than Mike and Ike's. Mike and Ike's might fall in my top fifteen. Sprees Cast- would never. Sprees would never leave my mouth as a favorite. Neither would Pez. Pez then, only has a nostalgic feel. Can we, do, can we do Swedish fish then since we both agree that's a good candy? I don't know. I kind of like Reese pieces. I was I kind of forgot about it for a second. 
Okay, so it's it's a, it's a triple threat match right now. It's between Mike and Ike, Swedish Fish, and Reese's Pieces. Yeah. If you want to throw it on the Twitter poll. For me, it's between Reese's Pieces and Swedish Fish. Mike and Ike's is just a sub-tier. It's like we're in the U.S. presidential election. Mike and Ike's is the independent. Like, we can all root for it, but it ain't going to happen. <laughs> all right, I mean? so... You you're saying it for you, it's between Swedish fish and Reese's pieces. Yes, sir. Okay. So what I'll do then, I will I'll put it up on social media. I'll Sorry, do I'm so passionate about my candies. Wait until you do Mount Rushmore beer and I hack your head off with a hatchet. Oh uh, no, dude. I don't when know, you, man. When you try to force like Bud Light on the list. <laughs> I would never. I said Coors Light on Hop Nation because I feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is best consumed with the original banquet beer. Don't you besmirch it back in the 70s. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll do a versus. We'll let you know what makes the Rushmore. Yeah, and now that I'm looking at it. three-way dance and see who wins that poll. I'm not even doing a three-way dance. Now that I'm looking at it, there's no way that these two these two titans of conglomerate candies could ever fall to the scrappy Mike and Ike's, the flavorful, better-tasting candy Mike and Ike. But I don't know. Maybe some of our listeners will despise my opinion that Mike and Ike's is trash movie candy. Well, Let's find out. You know, I'm going to write a little note for myself, and I am going to throow Mike and Ike on there. All in there. It'll be okay. an interesting follow-up for next week. Well, there we go. I have confidence this... that our listeners are intelligent and wise and beautiful people. And you should hear what he says about you when the mics go off. You should hear what he says about you guys, about your poll responses when the mics go off. He says really bad words about you. I love all of you. <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you so much. All my children. Yes. And speaking of our children, they asked us some questions, and uh, they want to get some some answers here. So, uh, number one, are you guys going to do any more interviews with people? So, like the speakeasy session. So, uh, if you're new to us, we have two speakeasy sessions out there. They're kind of like our half episodes. We interviewed uh, the Tejon Street Corner Thieves, and we interviewed King Strang. Um, those were great times. So, Adam, what do you feel about having more people on some speakeasy sessions? No, I mean, we're definitely going to do it. And I know we have one uh, scheduled, but without a date, which is he was a guest on the podcast already in just a regular episode, Dennis Guy from First at Brewbox. We might get him and Sammy on to just kind of talk a little more seriously, less um, humorous about how they started their business, what they're doing, um, how they came up, how they grew up, their backstory. Um, so I know that one's definitely planned and yeah, I think we plan on doing more. Besides yeah. that. I love reaching out to people because if I didn't have this podcast, it'd just be like a creepy guy going like, Hey, can I just like talk to you on the phone for a couple of minutes? Just want to like pick your brain. But now that we have a podcast and we can actually promote things of the, promote the things that we like and talk to people that we think are, you know, like our heroes, our modern day adult heroes, um, it's kind of nice, and I can say that that I do have one, Adam. I have a surprise for you. Oh, good! And, and I'll be able to surprise you probably in a couple weeks here, and I think I'm going to blow your mind, buddy. There, I mean, there's definitely a couple local breweries in Pittsburgh that I would like to do it with um, as well. We just haven't reached out. Me and you can talk on the side about which ones. But yeah, there's definitely for sure. I would say, yeah. The pandemic kind of slowed me down a little bit in my hustle because when we first started this, I was I was hitting up people a lot and people are very nice. 
uh, and they they try to work with you as best they can. But since the pandemic kind of slowed things down, people were getting booked for more virtual stuff. So we, it was hard for us to get people. But now that it's opening back up, uh, people are a bit more responsive to booking. So I, I want to I, I like to believe that in the next you know few months we should have some more speakeasy sessions in there. Sounds great to me, man. So Adam. How cold does it have to be to not want to drink in a brewery's beer garden? And second question, what's the best beer garden you've ever been in? Um, how cold does it have to be? So to go with my local favorite and how cold it has to be kind of works well. Um, Grist House has fire pits. So it yeah. can get down to like 40 and I'll still sit around a fire and drink beer all night long. Um, and they're definitely my favorite local one. There is one in Columbus, and I'm trying to look it up. I just stopped by. It was a really cool spot. While you're searching for yours, I'll let you know that I'm not going to stay outside if it's below 32. I feel like if my beer can freeze in my cup, I don't want to be out there. Um, Much akin to Adam, if it's like 40 and there's a nice fire pit or one of those like um, propane umbrella things that have flames in it, I'll, I'll hang out for that. Um. And when I took a trip to San Diego, uh, I actually went to Stone out there and I got to see their beer garden and I thought it was an outdoor thing. It actually ended up being like a very Coliseum-esque like canopy kind of thing. There's like there's like marble pillars and trees planted in the middle of it and natural benches all over the place. It was gorgeous. Ooh, That's yeah. my favorite beer garden. Very nice. Yeah, I, would, I mean, just as a homer, I'd have to say Grist House um for my local but when i i didn't get to travel to california as fancy as you (laughs) talk about rich tastes but i did stop by saucy brew works in columbus that had a really cool outdoor space where you actually sat at a table but the seats were swings oh yeah yeah so i mean very kind of modern you can call me a hipster i really enjoyed swinging on a swing and drinking a beer though I will tell you right now, when I was down in South Carolina, we went to a plantation house that got converted into like a three-story bar. And the middle one had fire pits with big like colonial style swings. And you could swing back and forth and a waitress would come by and bring you bourbons on the rocks. It was awesome. (laughs) These ones were like more individual swings. So like you and whoever you went with would be swinging independently. But I do like a big porch swing with some bourbon. That sounds wonderful. It was but yeah, great. as long as you got a fire out there, I'll go. I'll stay out there till it's damn near freezing. Uh, I'll just throw a hoodie on, get that smokiness, get a good IPA or a stout. Yeah, Ooh, oh, and a good man. cigar. Get a nice cigar out there too. I'm all about it. So our friends over at the Big Flow Podcast, they asked us, "Hey, what was the last thing you guys Google searched on your phone?" So Adam. What was the last thing that you Google searched on your phone? So I'm really into like, <laughs> I looked it up right before we got on. Cause I saw the questions. I'm really into true crime stuff. So I looked up and the, the Brian laundry search is going on. So I, I Googled uh, dog, the bounty hunter racist. Um, <laughs> Because I remembered he had some racist shit in his past. And I remember specifically from Opie and Anthony way back in the day. Um, So I Googled it to like listen to the segment. And it was like him saying, he he said the the big word, um, as he shouldn't have, 
and he was like trying he was on i think larry king trying to apologize and he, they were playing the clips and one thing he said was like if i could just if you guys just want to kill me to kill myself to be forgiven i'll do that and they had a bunch of african-american callers call in and say yeah you know what if he kills himself i'll forgive him <laughs> it's, it's just a great piece of audio media um so it's a very weird last google but just with the current times, that's the last thing I've Google searched. So the last thing that I Google searched, I was actually watching uh, Bill Burr stand up when he talks about people getting bitten by poisonous snakes. So I Googled people getting bitten by poisonous snakes because I was kind of like messing with my phone while I was watching the stand up special. And I went down a YouTube rabbit hole of people just like sticking their hands in the cage. Like, oh, I'm going to feed this thing a mouse. And it's the one was uh it was a rock boa constrictor that has like the lines of teeth and not just the two fangs and watching someone like oh just gotta clean the cage real quick did you tranquilize the boa constrictor yeah i definitely tranked him what the fuck is happening it's just striking bang 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 like you dumb piece of shit (laughs) like there's one I watched recently. I don't know if it was a poisonous snake because I it was definitely a constrict like it definitely constricted around the person that attacked. But she like reaches in for it and it like bites and like latches around her arm and like starts dragging her to the ground. And oh. like after three minutes of her like bleeding from the wrist and getting like it was just it wasn't like around her neck yet, but it was going for it. The guy holding the camera goes, Hey, do you need some help? <laughs> And then the video stops, and it's like, yeah, she probably needs a little bit of fucking help. Man, she needed help upon contact, brother. Just put the phone down. <laughs> it was nuts. World so star. I think I saw that like two weeks ago. <laughs> so, Adam, speaking of helping people out, we should let people know what's on tap and where the hell can they find us. Sure. Uh, we we have Apple Fritter on tap still. Um that's about it until after this weekend. This weekend, because this weekend, the October 16th, well, you missed it if you're listening on Sunday. But October 16th, we did the big pour. So whatever we have left from that will be on tap. That might be the Sweet Potato Brown Ale or Jojinator, our Honey Double IPA. And then coming up for Drink the Cookie Table November 6th, we are rolling out our Shat-Faced Imperial Pumpkin Roll Stout. And we are rolling out... Uh, I'm a nightmare dressed as a daydream, which is our lemon bar ale with uh, with lemon made starburst with, made with lemon starburst. Yes. So, one of my uh, favorites dude, and, a, and a bunch of vanilla. That one's in the fermenter. That one's getting kegged probably next week and nice. getting conditioned for the fest. But that's that's all we have after that. Uh, we will be booting into probably some heavy IPA and stout season as well as some Christmas seasonals we do. So keep uh keep listening and keep posted on what we're gonna be pumping out yeah and if you want to know what's going on with adam down the brew lab all you have to do is follow him at bash underscore underscore brew and all social media that's bash underscore brew i want to say it clearly and not stutter bash underscore brew on all social media facebook instagram and then also i want to let you know you gotta follow me on tapped i forgot something matt okay this tuesday October 19th. Yes. Bash Brew is brewing with Penn Brewing here in Pittsburgh. How did we forget? 
to do an extreme batch of the Tortuga and Fuego, our smoked poblano pale ale. Award-winning. Um, that, that is also upcoming. That, that'll probably be on tap. I will keep everybody updated, but I would say mid-November for, for all things considered. If everything goes as I think it might, I would say mid to late November. If it's sooner than that, I will definitely let you know. If it's later than that, I will let you know. But uh, it's huge news if you're here in Pittsburgh. Um, we will be down there multiple days that week. Come come have one uh, and check it out. I'm really excited about it. We are doing that, yeah, the, the Tuesday after you're listening to this. So yes. pumped about that as well. And that's because Adam took home the victory at the North Hills Homebrew Fest. So he won the chance to put the Tortuga and Fuego on the Penn Brewery system, and it's going to be incredible. And just make sure you keep checking out his social media at bash underscore brew for all those details. And if you want to double up and find out what's happening with the boys, you can just find us at the KNWTV on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to keep sending in your questions, comments, and whatevs to DeCaneWTV at gmail.com. So if you came out to see us on Saturday, thank you so much for doing that. And for wherever you are here in this podcast, until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>